I don't know if this is newsworthy of the podcast, but I definitely have a piece of spinach stuck in my mouth. And at some point during this podcast, I'm going to smile and there's going to be a big old green piece of spinach. And I think we just leave it. Do you want to tell it or should I? Ida, love. I know there may be some additional Zoom content, but this is a podcast flower. So thanks for telling us about the spinach, but most of us would never have known. Welcome everyone to Staying at Home with the Williamses, where there's likely to be swearing in case there are kids nearby. And this episode comes to you with added spinach. That's our fucking quarantine life, is I've gone from washing my hair and shaving my legs and making sure my teeth are clean to being totally comfortable with the fact that I have green shit in my mouth and just not even wanting to move it. I'm that lazy. Look, I could brush my teeth because in theory people will see this or listen to this, but actually I ain't fucking bothered. Was it, I'm above a dough. I'm above a dough. Am I above a dough? I am a tad bothered if I'm honest and I haven't even introduced myself yet. I'm Sarah Milliken and I'll be your guide for the next, well, however long these two wang on for this week as we all get to glimpse behind the golden curtains into the magical, sometimes confusing, land of the Williamses. Hey, how are are you? Piss off. No, let me ask you, how are you? I'm good. I'm really, I'm really, really good, Robert Peter Williams. I know we're living in the same house 24-7 with each other all hours of day, but we very rarely check in and say, how are you? Well, it's nice to check in with you, Robert. Rate your day. It's a 10 right now Yeah. because I had this delicious salad, which, which I think the spinach is still in my mouth. Mm-hmm. So I'm savoring every bit of that dressing. I've had a lovely morning with the kids. Coco and I had a very nice um, Minnie Mouse, Mickey Mouse clubhouse morning because mm-hmm. she comes in the room and she goes, Mina, Mina. And it's like, I'm her Mickey Mouse drug dealer. And that's what we do. Mm-hmm. And then we had snuggles and we had a good talk. We had a quarantine talk. Um, Do you know, can I talk about rate your day and you're having a 10? I'm having a 10. Because of the ruddy drugs, which are a ruddy nightmare. You mean you and the drug taking of the drugs? Yes. Because the drugs on their own are fine. I don't know if you know about my history. Wait, do you... Do you like drugs? I used to really like no, them. I think you still like them. You just but don't hey, take listen, them anymore. But hey, listen, they're a ruddy nightmare. Okay, go so, on. Uh, but because of them, I've experienced what it feels like to be Superman. Run that by me again. Uh, so, uh, a 10 for me is a bit wonky because I've experienced 10s, but they've been induced. They're ecstasy 10s. Yeah, they're yeah. ecstasy 10s. So, I've had like to... Like, they say on ecstasy, like, sex can never be better than ecstasy sex. So, like, you have to reduce your expectation to regular sex to not be ecstasy level sex. Yes. That so, kind of thing, right? So, I've had to recalibrate my... Uh, not that, By the way, not that sex with you not on ecstasy is underwhelming, because it's not. Thank you. But I've had to recalibrate how I rate my day. Right. So, um, I think a 10 for me is... Uh, I, I, I'll just say I'm having a 10 too. Because that was a really... Short. that was Well, you didn't really keep it short. That was a really long win. You could have just said 10. Okay. That was keeping it short. 10. Thanks, because we just went down the rabbit hole with Alice in Wonderland just now. Yeah, but I was just, hey, listen, I was just thinking about it over I the feel last like few it's, days. It's like those bodybuilding competitions where they have it like with steroids and without steroids. Obviously, the steroid people are going to be bigger. Yeah. So your 10 going to be bigger if you're like, I don't know, dropping acid or not that I've ever tried those, but you're, you know, tra la in in druggy land. 
and your tens going to be different on you know planet Earth. Can you remember the thought I had before I went to sleep last night? Uh, unless you told it to me, no. Can you imagine taking ecstasy at a funeral and how confusing that would be? Oh, that was the thought you had, which was dark. Yeah. And I think you wanted to use it in a lyric in a song, and I thought that was too dark. I would use it in a lyric to explain something that's confusing. By the way, if anyone out there is listening and has dropped ecstasy at a funeral, I kind of feel like we need to speak to you because that's some next level shit. Can I just say, can I just point for the record right now, don't do drugs, kids. No. I know it did seem like there were many moments I could have jumped in there, but I didn't quite know where we were going with all that talk of sex and tens and drugs. Like I mentioned earlier, it can be confusing in this land of the Williamses, but we got to the right message in the end, I think. Let's see what happens next. So uh, while we're on the subject of things that annoy me about you. Wow. Okay. Ouch. Um, didn't, I think, mm, okay. You know, I was just thinking, you know, those, Were you? those little things that happen throughout the day and you're just like, why, why does she do that? You know, you must have at Oh, the least, list is, it's like the Dead Sea Scroll, babe. At it's, least, and it just got longer. At least. It just got longer. Three things where you think, why does he do that? Three. Well. Here's the thing that I've just been reminded of. Okay, can't your, wait. Your inability to uh, speak into speakers <laughs> when you are talking. Like, for example, wow. we've got like... Wow, if that isn't a nuanced complaint, I don't know what is. Wow. As humanity... Wow, we, put that in the vows. As humanity, we've won. We've won, right? Yeah. And there's going to be these lit, tiny, minutiae things now that we just try to iron out we've already won this is one of those minutiae things but you know when you you we've got the phone on and somebody's speaking to us through the speaker this is very specific continue why don't you sort of face the speaker with your mouth well i'm trying to talk to you right now i can just ignore you and talk into the speaker look look people at home can't see this but look what i do I turn with okay. the microphone and I look at you and speak and then I turn Okay, back. well, but here's a difference, Rob. It would be a damn what shame. What you're doing is that. Okay, but I'm not a singer. You've had 300 years of practice of having a microphone. It, it doesn't You literally take... came out of the womb and started singing and we're in Take That. You've had a lifetime of microphones jammed up your face. I think it would be weird if someone who is not in the music industry at all and has never held a microphone would be really apt at speaking in a microphone and wandering around with it. Wouldn't it be weird? Like if I just was like, yep, do this all the time. Like I said, speaking about things that annoy me about you. So you know what? You're, we, we, you're it quickly moving your sleep time to the couch is it all I'm going to say. It doesn't take 30 years in the music industry to know that if the telephone is on and the speaker light is on that you speak towards okay, it so, instead of so, away from it so let me ask you this robert peter how many times have we done this twice twice this is the second time for the podcast for no, the podcast no sake, don't touch me why don't you don't touch me why don't you think of things like that little nuances where you're like i'd throw that in room 101 if uh, i had okay. the choice how about the fact that you fart in your hand and cup it and smell it there I was, feel like that's a little more upsetting than me not quite getting the microphone technique right when I'm doing a podcast. Granted, I am a bad person and I'm a work in progress. It, it's a constant flow, first of all, of the... And what's worse is actually just seeing it. 
is just watching the breakdown of the, you open the ass cheeks, you stick your hand right where the fart comes, and then you bring it to your mouth. Then you bring it to your mouth and your nose so you can smell it. And then, as if that's not upsetting enough, I do a really, really, really sweet thing where I put my foot on your leg slash bum area as like a little tender moment. And the past few nights in quarantine and in the morning, including this morning, you just fart on it. Like, there's supposed to be boundaries, dude. Like, prisoners of war, there's boundaries. Like, if you make a pact or treaty with someone, you don't break those. There is a no farting on body parts. Like, you cannot fart on my hand, my face, my foot. You have to go, hey, about to blow, and give me that warning so I can move my foot away. But lately, you've just farted on it. And I will just reiterate what I said. I'm a, I'm a bad person that's trying to be good. But see, I think that, but you're not trying because you've been cupping and farting your way for 15 years now, whereas I've just only had two goes on a microphone. I didn't say that in trying I was successful. You haven't tried. You actually have a grin on your face when you do it because not only do you think it's funny, you also enjoy the smell. Anyway, back to the podcast. So what have you been doing apart from your- Do you know another thing that annoys me about you? Okay. You know when you clip your pubic hair and you just leave it like a sheared sheep and you use my eyebrow clippers to do it and then you just leave the the, the pubic hair on the ground and sometimes you actually pee at the same time because sometimes you trim it near the toilet and then I step in not only your pubic hair but the little drips of urine that you leave like, like little breadcrumbs and Hansel and Gretel all the way back to the bed. Like I said, I'm a, uh, I'm a bad person trying to be a good person. I don't know where the trying has come in. So would you like to bring up more about the microphone or something really just 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 completely nuanced that I do that's just let's just say a trigger. Let's just say you win <laughs> in this particular episode of what annoys me about you. <laughs> Makes you feel okay about your own relationship, I hope. With tales of pubic hair behind us, so to speak, Robbie and Ida have been setting a good example of how a routine can be a necessary anchor to sanity in these times of lockdown, with their formal Fridays, otherwise known as giving the pyjamas a wash. I'll let them explain. Something that I've really enjoyed, which has always lifted my mood, like as in every week we do it, is the formal Fridays. Because... I think actually what what happened for the first few weeks before we discovered the joy of Formal Friday was that we were just wearing our same clothes that we slept in and woke up in and wore. Like there's been very little wardrobe changing. And in your case, obviously bathing. But um, I think when we came up with Formal Friday, which was your suggestion after seeing it on Jimmy Fallon. Look at me. Look at it. I just moved the microphone. I'm trying. There's progress, baby. There's progress. So anyway... Um, is that you suggested the formal Fridays and actually it was a brilliant excuse to practice some self-care and some, some, some pride. And it's actually been kind of a mood lifter because not only do we put on nicer clothes or AK clothes with buttons and zippers or shoes that don't have, um, fleece inside of them, but on top of it, we, we, we quaff, we both quaff and put perfume on and in your case, your cactus fragrance. And um, and we strut a bit, and it's kind of like the kids get dressed up. It kind of feels like a little mini party at the house every time we do it. I tell you what aghast me this week with Formal Friday. What aghast Was you? how quickly it came around. It came very quickly. It felt like there was a weekend in between Formal Friday. It felt like it went Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Friday. 
I would take that to be a good sign in the sense that time was going so slowly. I do. You're a celebrity. You cannot complain. Go on. It's a rule. It's a rule that has I'm, been invented. I'm just, I'm just saying it felt like it was going slow. Like there's the kids a, there's were. There's a rule that's been invented. That's you you yeah. haven't seen it come to pass. I'm not complaining. I'm just saying how it felt. Okay. It felt slow. Okay. The kids were cranky. I was cranky. You were gone. You mean you were having a human emotion because was, you're a human. I was, dare I say, having a human emotion. Carry emotion, on. Which was, is disgusting for a celebrity to have. You can't Ugh. have one. Ugh. I try and, I try and sell them off as yes. quickly as possible. Yes. So anyway, it was going really slowly. And it seemed like forever till the next Friday when we started this, this, this tradition. And now the Friday seemed to come quite quickly what i thought actually was this is and let me get through my thought process because there is an end to this was like oh my god this friday came around so quickly what am i doing with my life i yeah i actually thought oh the corona is robbing us of all of these things that we should be out there doing right now and then i thought actually i'm exactly where i need to be doing exactly what i need to be doing with the people that i need to be doing with the most and it was sort of, it went from a panic to a, one of those God Peace, shot moments. Peaceful surrender. Yeah, peaceful surrender where it was like, you know, I would have been to Vegas. I would have been to Germany. I would have been to Australia. I would have been in all of these places in the last seven weeks. And um, I'm very grateful for my job and the ability to be able to do it. I, I love my job. But I'm also very, very grateful for the fact that in those seven weeks, I've actually just been with you and I've actually just been with the kids. And I don't know whether there would have been a period in my life from now until I pass this mortal coil where I get to actually do that for this length of time. So I'm grateful. I, I, I hear that and it's nice to hear that. And I feel the same way. I mean, I think we discussed this earlier when we were having one of our quarantine chats with each other just about you know, I think we like to check in with each other and kind of go, what's what's happening in our world today? We don't need to be anywhere else. I think if this was not quarantine, we would both feel deep shame and guilt about not working, about not doing those things, not being busy and propelling. But actually, we don't have to feel guilty about that. True that's, that. That's nice. We are the quarantinis, happy girls and boys. Um, I What have you been listening to? Well, I just listened to that. I'm intrigued. Where does that song go? That was, that was, there was an advert. Do you know, do you have Ovaltine in America? No, a tea. Ovaltine. But it's a tea, right? It's like, or is it a milky tea? It's, it's a kind drink. of a milky tea. Yeah, we yeah. had it. We had, I mean, it was obviously before my time. because What I'm I was doing was I was singing the jingle and then substituting it really cleverly with uh, quarantine. <laughs> if you do say so yourself. Yeah, with quarantine happy girls and boys. I think we got that, but always good for Robbie to explain just in case any of us needed a bit of extra help. The idea of a formal Friday was new to me. I don't dislike it as we all need a different way to tell the days of the week apart at the moment, but I'd rather associate mine with food, like Mash Monday, Chips Tuesday, that sort of thing. All right, I'll work on it. Hey, listen, what have you been listening to? Ask me it. Ask me that question. Okay, well, I've mostly been listening to you, so yeah. in Corona Oki, so that's easy. What have you been listening to? Conspiracies, babe. Oh. Conspiracies. I don't let you into uh, what's happening out there in the world of conspiracies right now. 
I think it would freak me the fuck out if you told me half the things that you're it reading. It is absolutely remarkable. For somebody that loves a good conspiracy, right now is sort of, we are hitting pay dirt with the conspiracies that are out there. And it's a uh, it's the golden age of conspiracies. Let's just put it that way. Oh, that's strong. Golden age is is big words. Yeah. So that's what I've been doing. I have stayed away from the mainstream media and gone to uh, YouTube for See, my I'm, news. I'm the opposite. I've been like reading the Daily Mail and the Sun and the Mirror and all those papers as if it's like I don't know like my job like i've like like it's sad when i kind of know all the headings and i've or when i read an article about a monkey that's you know or when you read learn a, to paint when you read an article about me and go what did you say well that does happen sometimes because yeah. i don't read about us but sometimes I'll, I'll go what did you babe there's a thing that you babe yeah it's literally like the words babe yeah It'd be a picture of you from corona oaky that some paper is that's frozen the, that's you're the, wearing a puppies make me happy shirt and then there's some ridiculous heading okay, babe let me get in. That's the energy that you come with when you ask me, what have you said? Let's just put it this way, right? Wait, can I just pause? Because no, you no, usually, no, 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 no. You've usually said something really yes, stupid. that's true. I usually have said something stupid. But the headline is a money-making attempt to grab people's attention. I believe they call it clickbait. Clickbait. So... I and you are being gaslighted by people with tremendous power. So when you are inflamed by what you are reading, which you would be naturally as a human anyway, reading about a stranger, you can multiply that by a thousand sitting next to the person that they're actually talking about. I got lost in that web, but all I'm going to say is you usually say something stupid. Made, made sense to me. Look, do me a favor. For the rest of our lives together, well, which this is may they be may, at least sixty years. Come on, may they be long, sixty more years, very, very long. Yeah, I am going to say and do stupid things, babe. I already know that. Yeah, I've been with okay. you for fifteen years almost. Can I also say that if they're pointed out to us in the media, I already feel shame and embarrassed. So you want me to continue to point it out so you feel shame and embarrassed. I get it and I will. No, I, I want to feel less shame and <laughs> less embarrassment. And I want then you to have my them. back. I always have your back. D don't say them. <laughs> Come on. No, you're always going to say them. It's fine. But sometimes I am surprised by some of the things that you say. I and mean, even I have to go, eh? Mm -hmm. And you usually slip them in when I'm like sleeping. Mm -hmm. So I don't know they've happened. And it's only when I stumble on my, my, uh, Big daily work of checking out the, hey, the newspaper. Can I ask you to not check no. me out? I don't check you out. Well, and then I can just get away with whatever it no, is. No, but that if I'm, I'm reading, with. if I'm, listen, maybe out of quarantine, I don't usually read those things, but in quarantine, I'm kind of looking for things to occupy my time sometimes. And so I stumble don't upon them. Don't let them be me. Well, I can't help it if you're like the first thing on the scrolly picture bit. I get and it's it. a picture of you in tiger pants and then something about, I don't know, UFOs and Liam Gallagher. I have to pause. Hold up. Liam, tiger pants, UFOs. There's a lot going on there. Ah, oh, the bickering ratio is high this week. Can totally relate, Robbie and Ida. We've all been there. Now would be a good time to dust off the Monopoly set. Never any tension with that game. Kids would love it. 
Talking of which, how are the many Williamses coping? What are we doing to keep the kids entertained? That's a really good question because when you keep your kids entertained, you keep the parents happy. Because the one big adjustment is is going is 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 going from kids who do lots of activities outdoors and schooling and whatever to all of a sudden containing them within four walls and taking all those activities and friends away and going, hey, look, it's going to be all right. This is fun. Um, and I don't think the kids were too impressed the first few weeks. I'm just going to say, look, I was raised by the television and I turned out perfectly. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Are you really going to sit with that as the recommendation? Yeah. It's, yeah. Just, it's just TV all day. That's what happened to me. And it, when you graduated from high school, what was your thing? Oh, Oh, you didn't. Yes. Oh, you didn't. So anyway, what we've been doing with the kids to keep them entertained is lots of arts and crafts. We've been doing, Charlie in particular, loves to paint and draw. Um, and he's been making all sorts of bits for us. They're into Thor right now. We're teaching them about Thor. So they're making hammers and they're learning about... Norse gods. Teddy yes. likes dancing she and loves making dancing. up songs. And so she's. We've got. we've got a piano in the playroom. And uh, she just plays and makes up songs, and you sometimes sing with her. Mm -hmm. Coco, we throw in a cage that's in the playroom, and we just let her smash stuff. She watches stuff. Mickey Mouse. She, she calls watches, it Mina. She calls it Mina, and when we're not rotting her brain with television, we just stick her in a little playpen like some, you know, underage prisoner. And she just happily plays with plastic and wooden toys. And, and we've got another child. And then we have another child, Bo, who pretty much just sleeps. He's pretty easy maintenance during the day because he just, he drinks his milk. We stick him on his play mat and, and then he falls asleep. Funnily enough, he shits everywhere too, but he doesn't cup his farts, which makes him slightly ah, higher on the food chain. But he will. But he will. Let me tell people what's happened to me in the last 24 but hours. But it's about the kids. It's not about you. Uh, this, I, I was bored. I was bored. Well, I because was it bored. wasn't about you. Yeah. Hey, I, you have done most of the talking on today's you podcast. You think that every time, but you do. You just, you, you think your, yours, your talking is like a vacuum in space. I think you just you count all the other minutes that you're not such talking. such a noisy, self-obsessed American. It's untrue. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, there I said it. Wow. That, wow. I, I said. So bold that I'm actually shocked. I said what's on the minds of everyone listening to this podcast. Wow. Wow. I mean, I, literally, very rarely am I speechless, but them, them hurtful words you just hurled out of your silly little mouth have stung. Baby, Robert Williams. Baby. No, you can't baby me now. The head is baby, turned baby, with the microphone baby, again. Baby, baby, nope. baby, Don't baby, baby, baby me. Baby, look at no. me. No, no. I'm not making eye contact and with that. through it No, nope, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. She offers me protection. protection. A, a lot, lot of, of love you and affection. You bastard, you got me singing. Whether I'm right no. or wrong. It's not fair that you can just throw out angels and at any time when you say something. No, you're abusing the privilege. Wherever you are abusing the privilege. Baby, I love you. I'm sorry. I didn't mean those you cool did. words. You did. You know what? Take your broken thumb and stick it up your arse. <laughs> okay. Talking about my broken thumb, this is what's happened. Do you know what? I should have just let the infection take you. Yeah. I should have just... <laughs> when you said you weren't going to see a doctor, I should have just said, okay. <laughs> so I have indeed got an infection in my thumb from uh, biting my own nails. Right, baby? Another thing that would go on my... You know what annoys me, List, is when you chew your fingernails and you bite your toes with your mouth. 
Right, wow. Also annoys me. Okay. Because you clip them with your mouth and then you eat them. So I got an infection in my thumb. From chewing it. From chewing it. Like a savage. Then you saw the infection and said... You need to get that looked at because that is infected. To which you said, no, it'll be fine. Yes. And then I said, no, it will not be fine. It needs to be looked at immediately. Let's call our doctor and send her pictures. Do you know why I said it'll be fine? Because you always do and you don't like to see doctors and you're very much like your dad in that because way. Because it's been fine in the past. But it hasn't. This is an infection. You had this a while ago and I said you needed to get this looked at. And it's just been brewing and building. And last night was the penultimate because it needed to be looked at and you were just going to leave it. And I had to do that thing where you think I'm being annoying and neurotic. Yes. But I'm always right, which is usually the end of every story. Yes. And we got the doctor round. And indeed, there was a very bad infection in your thumb. Yes. Which could have been catastrophic. Yes, I'm a bad person. You are a bad person. Yes. And he had to drain the pus. Yes. Which there is a lot of pus. Yes. And put you on heavy antibiotics. Heavy antibiotics. And now I have a, what would you you call that? I just call you a knob. Yeah, but what would you call that? A knob's thumb. It's a heavy dressing <laughs> knob's thumb. Knob's thumb. You've got knob's thumb. Uh, that would be, we should actually put that into like Wikipedia or, or or WebMD. And then your picture with your thumb could be yeah. in it. And it's like, it's an infection of the thumb unless you won't get it sorted and then it becomes knob's thumb. Knob's thumb. Oh, you you've suffer, got knob's thumb. You suffer from knob's thumb. I've got knob's thumb. You've got knob's thumb. Anyway, so I've got now a dressing on it. And yesterday we had a doctor up to the house. He wore a mask and he wore gloves. And, and I wore gloves and a mask and, and I earbuds. Wore, I wore gloves and masks and earbuds. And he injected my thumb. And let me tell you, that was painful was it full of knob serum yes it was full of knob serum to numb the knobbiness <laughs> and um it was incredibly knobby williams yes N- knobby williams yes very good it's <laughs> gonna be my nickname I'm, for I'm you a, i'm a bad person knobby williams he's a bad person i'm a bad um, you, actually you've you're teaching teddy to call me the bad man <laughs> well because you did something really bad i can't remember what it was and we were joking that you were the bad man and she's like he's a bad man daddy and i'm like don't let the bad man scare you and now it's become a running joke and they all think you're the bad man okay so i'm in on the joke i find it funny mm-hmm. anyway so uh today i am now left with a thumb in a dressing that's constantly going hey 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 <laughs> I've got a song that'll get on your nerves. Hey, 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 hey. And that's what's happening with my thumb today. Um, I feel like the upside of this is it constantly looks like you're giving a thumbs up to something. So I feel like I should ask for things. And <laughs> you, you have to say, like, like if you sit on your other hand, babe. Yeah. Will you buy me uh, a really nice piece of jewelry? No, today? babe. Oh, look, it's a thumbs up. Babe, will you take me on holiday as soon as coronavirus is over? Babe, come on. It's another thumbs up. Babe, uh, will you let me duet with you on the next album? I'm not even. <laughs> I'm not even dictating that. Yeah, so th- thumbs up from Nobby Williams today. Nobby Williams, that's going to stick, isn't it? The thumb sounds painful, though, Robbie, love. At the risk of sounding patronising, just try not to bite your nails so much next time. Get some of that stuff from Boots you can paint on your nails to make them taste horrible. Not sure of the Los Angeles equivalent, but there must be one. Maybe lay off the farting on that hand while you're at it. 
that thumb's been through enough for one week. Right, where were we? Ah, yes. Ida's late for a Zoom yoga or something, I think. I'm just trying to have fun when it comes to exercise. I mean, it really is hard to stay motivated in quarantine to do any exercise because actually you can get as fat as you want. No one can see you. You're not wearing any clothes except for elasticated like pajama pants and sweatpants. So there's like zero accountability. So it's really easy to go down the slippery slope in quarantine. And I felt like I was going down that path at the beginning of quarantine. And I've had to pull myself up by the bootstraps and have a check with myself. I'm not actually going to put jeans on because that's too traumatizing. But exercise has kind of been the one thing, like, you know where you have the carry Corona Oki and it, like, carves out your day? Yeah. I feel like if I commit myself to while Coco and Bo are sleeping and the kids are doing their online schooling and stuff, if I, if I commit myself to doing something exercise-wise, I feel like I've won for the day. It feels like a huge achievement, which is, I mean, a good thing and a sad thing because what have, what have we come to? I do like a little, you know, like 15-minute dance and I'm really fucking proud of myself. For those that don't know what Corona Oki is, weekdays I go on Instagram Live and I do this thing called Corona Oki where I take requests and sing songs to people. Well, thank you for that. Yeah, just in case people um, didn't know. Just uh, thought I'd uh, Well, I'm throw sure you'll remind in. them several times. Actually, somebody asked me the other day, can you sort out a problem that I'm having with my husband? He says uh-huh. that you are getting paid for doing Corona Oki and you wouldn't do it for free. You're totally doing it for free. You are not getting paid if for I it. If I could figure out a way to get paid you for would Corona get paid Oki, for it I would be, get paid. Well, I don't know. We should figure that out. Right now, it's a free situation. It's an absolute free situation that but gives as, me purpose. But you know what? As I was saying, I... I was exercising. Sorry. See what I did? And it has given me, see that? You just, you think I talk the most, but really it all comes back to what? Mm, Nobby Williams. I tell you what, when we do this podcast, I'm going to get a a timing watch. What are they called? Timer. Stopwatch and time how much you speak and how much I speak. Yeah, but if I just say funnier, better stuff than you, it's not fair. Because obviously, anyway. Um, working out has been great for my mental health because obviously I live with you and it's traumatizing Yeah, and I need something to relieve the stress and the working out has been my quarantine savior. You're very good at it, babe. At the working out? I have to say. I don't know if I am, but. No, I was telling you today, I deeply admire your ability to actually have a plan and stick to it. When you say to me before working out, I really don't feel like working out, then you do it. What happens with me is I say, I really don't feel like working out. And then I don't do it for a year. Or two. Or two. <laughs> so I, had, I have Thank deep you. admiration for you on many, many levels. I feel like I have a very, a very bipolar relationship with working out because it's really important to me. And I feel much better for doing it. But I always have anxiety about doing it. Like every day, you think after all the years I've been working out that I love working out. I don't. I do not love working out. I love how I feel afterwards, but I literally dread it, have anxiety, fear, don't want to do it. It's like it like weighs on my brain before I have to do it. What people wouldn't know about the lovely Ida Field is how deeply sensitive she is when it comes to her own body image. True. You know, you you find yourself a lot of times thinking negatively about you and how you look and people would not believe that about you because of how exquisite your frame is and how beautiful you are i won't call you nobby williams oh bless you i might but just not right now but it's it's interesting i think people might relate to um the constant battle 
that I know we as a couple find ourselves in, yeah. which is how we look or how we oh think we gosh. look. Oh my gosh, self-acceptance is so, it's a practice, man. It's not a, it's not a destination. I mean, I, I applaud anyone who feels like they've completely self-accepted themselves because that's, that's like an oasis to us. You know, it's a, it's a work in progress and some days, I'm really proud of myself and other days I think I'm not enough and the criticism comes in and I, you know, feel low. I'm, I, it, it is definitely a practice to accept oneself and I am much like everyone else in, in need of, of that practice because I can be my, I think I am my harshest critic. It's, it's weird because I can be very good about eliminating negative voices from the outside. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't pay attention to people saying negative things on me on Instagram or whatever. I don't, you know, I, I'm there for the love and I really get excited by the the fun fans that we've got and people who leave funny comments and that fuels me. But I don't really give much credence to the other stuff. I just don't. But I leave those comments on your mind posts. On <laughs> my mind posts. But I do, I think I'm probably my troll. Yeah. I, I troll myself. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't let anyone else troll me, but I troll myself. And that is, you know, I think it's something that's gotten better with age because I surrender more, but it's definitely a practice. And so it's nice when you acknowledge that you say I'm driven because I think, oh, I'm not driven. I think, oh, I'm lazy. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So, that's because of that perfectionist thing that you've got. I've I do never met somebody... There's never been anybody in my life that's more of a perfectionist than you. Thank you. What kind of perfectionist do you think I am? You are not a perfectionist. Well, you are actually, you are a perfectionist when it comes to your lyrics, to your music. Yeah. You know, you'll do 60, 70 tracks for an album that only needs 11. Yeah. Um, you're, I mean, you're, I wouldn't say you're a perfectionist. I actually would say that you're, you're an addict on the pluses and minuses. You're, you're obsessive compulsive on the things that you care about or that that you take interest in. So if it's art or conspiracy theories or music or whatever, you know. Online golf. Online golf, BMX bikes, you know, whatever it is. When you take interest in something, you completely and utterly throw yourself into it. Wow, again, a lot to take in this episode. Those two can jibber-jabber chatter away till the cows come home. They probably have cows in that garden for all I know. Or was it ponies they got the kids for Christmas? Mm, Same, same for so many of us. Happily though, we're nearly there for this week. So let's turn this ship around and end on a positive note. Cheery things that celebrities have been doing while stuck in their palatial homes. Things that people have been enjoying that have been entertaining them. I've noticed Gary Barlow's got his crooner sessions that he mm-hmm. does on his Instagram page. And I did a crooner session with Mr. Gary Barlow. I call him the captain. And we did a song of ours called Shame. And I think that went down really, really well. I loved the 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 filming of the video of Shame. Yes. It's a great, that was a great moment having you two in that video being all broke back mountainy with each other in them mountains. But I every time I watch that video, I get, yeah, I get happy when I see you two together like that it's sweet howard donald's been doing dj sets as yeah he has and also reading children's books we would like to read some children's books i think yeah and, i mean uh, to our actual that's children exactly <laughs> what i said when i saw howard do the post 
was, babe, Howard's doing uh, reading children's books. We should steal that idea and pretend we came up with it, <laughs> is I think what lots I said. Of people, I think lots of people have been reading the books. I feel like I've gotten requests to read books that we still have to fulfill. Um, Big shout out to the man they called Howard Donald for playing some absolute banging tunes. You also said that you wanted to DJ. In fact, I think you want to be Howard Donald because everything he seems to do on his Instagram, you're like, I want to do that. Yeah, I, I, I want to be as lithe as Howard Donald. I want to be able to yeah. dance as well as Howard Donald. Yeah. I want to be able to do harmonies as well as Howard Donald. And I want to be a DJ like Howard Donald. Yes. I feel like you should be the front of the Howard Donald fan club. Uh, I am. By the way, dancing as well as Howard Donald and being as lithe as Howard Donald, probably not in the books. And even though Howard Donald is, fit, was he 52 or 53? He's 100 years older than you. And he's still more lithe than me. And he's still more lithe than you. But I think you get the DJ game on. I I would actually like to see what I I would propose. And I don't know if anyone listening would be bothered. But I kind of want to see you do a DJ set in the garden. Because I'll dance. I will dance my... Can I just shock you? Oh, God. Can I just shock you? I'm I'm getting together a whole album of dance tracks that you don't know about. And uh, (laughs) my side project is I am going to become a uh, superstar DJ. Wow, I like it. It's like it's like you're Paris Hilton all of a sudden. Yeah. And this is what I thought, right? Yeah. So what is what are the dance track? What's gonna? I mean, break it down for me. What is this dance track? Uh, well, it's new like, lifestyle choice. It's gonna like, look like. Uh, ambient house music. Uh huh. And uh, this is true. This is a true thing that's happening. This is a true thing that's okay. happening. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you the name of the project because it's uh, pretty top secret. Top secret. And uh, you know, does it have the words Robbie Williams in it? No, nope, doesn't have the words Robbie Williams wow. in it. No, this is. Uh, I am uh, Esco Pablabar. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> Esco Pablabar. Thank you very much. Uh, and what I, what I was thinking of doing was I could do a gig of an evening. Yeah. Do the hits and that. Angels and the feels. And, and let the me feels. entertain you and the yeah. rock DJs. Go on, Esco. Yeah. And then I could come off stage. Yeah. The go, stage being our garden? Yeah. But, you know, when this is all over. Oh, okay. Go to a club. Uh-huh. Do a DJ set. Check you out. Because I've got insomnia and I'm not doing anything until, you know, I'm not sleeping till eight o'clock in the morning. How are you going to DJ and stuff the sushi in your mouth at the same time? Well, I'll have the sushi on the way to the club. Okay. What do you think about that? So it'll be kind of like an Omega 3 set. What do you think about that? Esco, I think it's amazing. I would, I would, I would dance, dance hard AF to your dance tracks it is on I, I i would let the kids sleep in the next morning because i'd be dancing the night away with your dance tracks there you go by the way i think your stomach just growled or oh he just farted oh my god you just farted in my that face that is so cruel that oh my was god Ida. you're disgusting that was Ida you're doing a bad that. man see this is that where the bad man comes in you're a bad man nobby williams Ida doing that. no my god that's horrible it, it, and, and no one can actually smell what i'm smelling right now that's <gasps> you foul creature and look at you you've got a dumb fucking smile on your face look at you like the cat that you think that's so funny Look at you. You know what? Howard fucking Donald wouldn't do that. Howard Donald does. Howard Do- I'll tell no, you what happens. No, I'll, no, tell, I'll tell no, you exactly what happens no. with Howard Donald, right? No, if no. I'd have done that, Howard Donald, and this is true. Would do it better and thinner and taller and more rhythmic. No, would give me a high five. No, he wouldn't. And say, nice one, mate. I Absolutely. 
that is what we had to do and take that. Um, when you were five, not when you're 52 and 46. I rejoined. Do take you think that. I'm going to call Howard and ask him if he if he does that to Howard, Katie? Howard, Howard, I know you you're out that, there. I know you're fact, listening. She fact, doesn't get it, mate. She doesn't get fact, it. In fact, I'd like to ask Howard. Gary and Mark, if they fart on their wives, if they pocket it and sniff it and fart on their wives <laughs> and shit in their faces, I would like to know because I don't think I don't shit in your face. Pretty much, you do. You do shit. that once and you get a reputation. But I'd like to ask all the other Take That members if if they high five if they high five and think that's cool to do to their misses. I want to know if Emma, Dawn, and Katie receive the same flatulent re- re- reception that I it get. It was a rule in Take That if you farted, you. Could couldn't complain, you had to congratulate. I've got to admit, I feel a certain degree of respect for Take That and their congratulations on farting policy. Didn't read about that in Gary's book. That seems a perfect note to leave on this week as we bid a fond farewell to the... Oh, hang on, we're not quite done. Yeah, but that was when you were 15 and 17 respectively. Don't denigrate, celebrate. Okay, well... I'm going to say it's a denigrate kind of situation. Ladies and gentlemen, this was me, Robbie Williams, the bad man, and his lovely wife, (laughs) Asda Williams, in the hills of Beverly Shire, 90210. Thank you for listening to our lovely podcast. uh, I'm in toxic shock right now. Sharing the domestics that we have, not on a daily basis, an hourly basis. (laughs) As I was saying... A fond farewell to Ida and Robbie. Wish you all the best for that thumb. Until next time. I love my wife. You, you can't. She every is time beautiful. you fart my face, you can't or insult She's me. You can't incredible. just sing. You can't just do she that. She is free. <laughs> I love my wife. Okay, I'm out. Stay safe out there, people. Join us for more of this next time, if you dare. Ida, the people need to know about your podcast, Postcards from the Edge. Tell them what it's about and how people can find it. Sure, Robbie Williams. Postcards from the Edge is all about me, an American girl, chatting to my British friends about our differences. Most weeks I'll be joined by my mum, Gwen, and sometimes you pop up. But for the most part, it's me learning about naked attraction and how to say sorry all the time with the likes of David Williams, Alan Carr, Judge Rinder, Ollie Murs, and loads more amazing guests. So please check it out and subscribe wherever you find your podcasts. Podcasts.